Welcome to the Unapologetic Love Podcast. I'm Joy, and I'm thrilled to have you join me for real, unfiltered conversations about self-love, polyamory, spirituality, and beyond. As your host, my goal is to create a space where we can explore all aspects of our identity and learn how to build healthy and fulfilling relationships with ourselves and others. Let's dive deep and get raw as we celebrate all the wonderfully messy parts of ourselves. Today's episode is all about polyamory. Polyamory is becoming more popular and widely discussed, but it's still often misunderstood and stigmatized. Many people assume that polyamorous relationships are inherently unstable or unethical, but the reality is that polyamory can be a beautiful and fulfilling way of loving and relating to others. In this episode, we'll be exploring the art of loving unapologetically through the lens of polyamory. We'll be defining what polyamory is, addressing some of the misconceptions surrounding it, and discussing the benefits and challenges of practicing polyamory. Whether you're curious about polyamory or have been practicing it for years, this episode is for you. Grab a mimosa, relax, and let's embrace our truest selves together. So what is polyamory, you ask? Polyamory is the practice of having multiple romantic and or sexual relationships with the consent and knowledge of everyone involved. I cannot stress the consent and knowledge part enough. If you are married and you're stepping on your wife, or if your girlfriend doesn't know that you have other girls on the side, that is not polyamory. Polyamory is the practice of having multiple romantic and or sexual partners with the consent of everyone involved. The consent and knowledge of everyone involved. In polyamory, the relationships don't always have to be a sexual thing. It could absolutely be just romantic, strictly platonic. Some people in polyamory are also asexual. I have been in relationships with people I wasn't physically attracted to. We connected on a deeper level and no, it's not just friends because the relationship was a romantic one. I've also been in relationships that were more than that, where it was sexual, but it was also romantic. And I've also been in relationships that were just purely sexual. It Polyamory is not like a one-size-fits-all deal. Um, it's all-sizes-fits-all or all-sizes-fits-some, whatever. Well, polyamory is very different from cheating because everyone involved is aware of the other relationships and consents to them. And this is enthusiastic consent, not like just because you're already cheating on me, you can go ahead and have that other girl. I was having a conversation with someone the other day um, via Instagram and we were talking about the whole thing with Nick Cannon and his baby's mom. And people had something to say about his baby's mom saying that it um, turned her on by seeing him with his other baby's mom. Um, that's called compersion. Um, but, and people in the comments were saying, basically saying like, she's just accepting this because she's only accepting this because basically he's rich and she doesn't feel like she can get anyone else and they're attacking her self-esteem and all of this stuff or whatever. People don't realize that women who get into polyamory are not victims. If you're doing ethical non-monogamy, it's not necessarily, no one knows Nick Cannon's situation. No one knows the conversations that he's had with these women prior to him getting in relationships. Anyone who gets in a relationship with, with Nick Cannon knows that he's non-monogamous. It's like widespread knowledge. He talks about it all the time um so i feel like anyone who's entering in a relationship with him would know that he's that he's not monogamous one of the statements was that oh well maybe she didn't know because she was his second baby second second baby mom who 
she literally said that she, it turned her on to see him with this other baby's mother. Why are are people? Or why are we making up these stories in our head that the people aren't happy? They consented to this, and I think that when we consent to to things that are against the grain, people tend to think that someone had to coerce coerce us into the situation, and that's not necessarily true. There are situations, unethical situations, where people are coerced into this type of lifestyle, but it's not always true. Some people are absolutely happy in this lifestyle. I'm solo poly. I'm absolutely happy in this lifestyle. Right now, I'm doing my whole single thing, focusing on myself, but no one coerced me. This is something that I chose for myself. I think it's amazing. My first polyamorous experience, um, we like i met this dude i told him i like girls he introduced me to a girl he was talking to we all kind of clicked and it was just a regular thing and i liked the support that i felt because i never had strong family ties and i never had felt like i had support from my family so this was a setting where i was able to get that and that's kind of why i leaned more into polyamory because i'm able outside of the other benefits that could come with being polyamorous I'm able to get that in a polyamorous relationship in a way that I'm not able to get with a monogamous relationship. Yeah, there's your partner's family and all of that, but it's different when there's multiple romantic relationships involved. It's a different type of love and I'm being showered with that. And I like that feeling. I like feeling loved. I like feeling like I have multiple people to depend on. Polyamory can take many, many, many forms. We're just going to go through a few of them just because for time's sake, this video won't be like hours and hours long. A triad is where you have three partners. It's and all of the partners are romantically involved with each other. So it could be male, um, one male, two women, one woman, two males. It could be three women, three males. However, that looks for that particular situation. It could be open or closed. So the people in the triad who are together could also be dating people outside of the triad, but it could also be closed where they're only dating people within the triad, just like a regular monogamous relationship, just with three people. Um, I've been, I my relationship style previous to me becoming solo poly was um, triads. I've only ever been in triads. Um, this is my first time ever really trying out solo poly. What solo poly is, I basically live a single life, but I date multiple people. I can have multiple romantic relationships and they don't have to connect. They take care of their households. I take care of my household and that's just how it is. Um, I still get the love and support that I need from my partners, but just in a different way. And then you have your quads, which is basically just like a, a triad. It's just with four partners. So you'll have, it could be two couples that come together or a blend of things. One male, three females, two males, two females. The triad can go many ways right? or a quad. Then you, ha you have your polycule, which is a network of romantic relationships involving multiple people. Um, basically, it's just my partner's partners. Um, it's. And my partner's partners and their partner's partners, partner's partner's partners. It's just like literally the entire network that would be considered a polycule. 
And a compersion is when you're happy with seeing, these are just some terms I'm throwing out here. You're happy with seeing your partner with other partners. Then you have your metamors. So your metamors are your partner's partner. That was a term that I just learned this year. The more I study polyamory, the more I learned about polyamory. I think I and actually enjoy studying polyamory and sharing it with you all. Um, I think that's one of my favorite, favorite things to do. Um, then you have hierarchical polyamory, which is um, where the person has a primary partner or partners and other secondary partners. So that could be when it's a situation like a marriage. Clearly you have finances or like you've been like a living girlfriend or something like that. Clearly you have finances and things and maybe possibly children that are tied in together. So anything outside of that would be considered a secondary relationship. And then you have your non-hierarchical polyamory where all partners are consider considered equal. No partner comes before the next partner, which is a, a style that I prefer. Most of the couples that I've been in a relationship with, there has been some type of hierarchy there, um, which I'm not really too fond of. The last situation I was in, the hierarchy was evident. And I just, I, I prefer to, to be in a situation where everything is non-hierarchical. It just feels fair and better that way. Um, and it makes me feel more included and loved. I come from a family where hierarchy in, within the family was a really big thing. So higher, a non-hierarchical relationship is absolutely important to me because hierarchy tends to make me feel like I'm getting back into that old way of things. Polyamorous relationships can involve any number of people from two to dozens or more. It just really depends on how many relationships you're able to handle. At this point in my life, I'm not able to handle any relationships. So I am 100% single, but when I am able to handle more relationships, then that's when that will happen. Polyamorous relationships may involve living together or separately, and some polyamorous individuals may have solo polyamorous relationships where they prioritize their individual autonomy and independence. Um, I, again, I am solo poly, so I do prioritize my individual autonomy and independence. I don't really want, in, in this space that I am, even if I do decide tomorrow that I, I want to open up and start dating again, um, I don't want to be expected to go through the whole relationship escalator of things and have things progress. Um, I want to move at my own pace because at the end of the day, at this and anyone in my life entering my life needs to understand that at this moment i'm prioritizing myself um i'm not in a space where i'm considering other people's feelings unless you've already been in my life that is another reason why i'm currently single because that's not fair to ask from anyone but if someone is persistent about dating me then they must know that i am not considering anyone's feelings right now in my life but if you want to date me at this moment that's your choice but just know that just know that it's it's for me it may not be for you so b is a relationship where there are three peoples but unlike a triad two of the partners are not romantically or sexually involved with each other so literally it could be a male and with two girlfriends and the girlfriends are not rom romantically involved or it could be a male and it could be the that the one the woman is romantically involved with one of the males or the male and not the other woman or the woman could be romantically involved with the male and the other woman but the male and the woman are not romantically involved however you want to flip that 
but that's what uh, a V is. Um, the person at the center of the V may have different levels of involvement with each partner and communication is key to ensuring everyone's needs are being met. And that's in every polyamorous relationship. Communication is always key because you're not, that's why I'm single at the moment, because I'm not in a space where I have the capacity to communicate effectively because I'm being so selfish right now. But, um, and that's why I choose to be alone just for a little bit. I, I know I can be alone forever. Kitchen table polyamory is a practice where everyone involved in a polycule or network of relationships is comfortable with spending time together, like sitting around the kitchen table. So we all relax and chill. It's exactly how it sounds, kitchen table. We all sit at the kitchen table, sip tea, drink coffee, and we're like a big old family. In my ideal situation, that's what I would have, a kitchen table polyamorous relationship. I would be doing my solo poly thing and we would all be doing the kitchen table thing no matter what their relationship dynamics look like um, between them. Um, but at the end of the day, in a kitchen table situation, you may have partners who are not okay with that. Some of those partners might not be involved in that kitchen, uh, sitting at the kitchen table, okay? Some of them might be in the living room and that's perfectly fine because we're respecting everybody's boundaries um, here. That's what polyamory is all about, respecting boundaries getting consent, everyone knowing. Relationship anarchy is a practice where there are no set rules or expectations in a relationship. That is where I am at right now in my life. I don't want to be put in any boxes. Monogamous is a practice where a couple is primarily monogamous, but may occasionally have outside sexual or romantic partners with the knowledge and consent of their primary partner. It could be where they have relationships together, or maybe sometimes the husband or the wife may are allowed to step out of the relationship of boyfriend and girlfriend, or girlfriend and girlfriend, or boyfriend and boyfriend, um, is allowed to step out of the relationship. This allows for some exploration and variety while maintaining the commitment to their primary partner. Um, polyfidelity is a practice where a group of people are all romantically and are sexually involved with each other, but only with each other. That, that goes back to what I was talking about in a triad, having a close triad. That's being polyfidel. That's polyfidelity. I don't know if polyfidel is a word, but we're going to make it a word. So that's <laughs> being polyfidel um, is just being faithful to the partners that you're in your current relationship with, no matter how many partners that is. So these are just a few examples of different types of polyamorous relationships that exist. Each relationship is unique and may involve various combinations of these types. Communication, honesty, and consent are essential in any polyamorous relationship. Let's talk about all of the forms of non-monogamy. Um, we have open relationships, which generally refer to relationships where partners are open or free to have sex or romantic relationships outside of their primary relationship. Um, open relationships tend to prioritize sexual exploration and experimentation, but may not necessarily involve emotional attachment or long-term commitment to additional partners. Open relationships are not polyamory. A lot of people get this confused with polyamory because they sound very similar, but open relationships um, with open relationships, you're not like making commitments to the other partner. Your only commitment is your primary partner. But with polyamory, you may be committed to multiple partners at once. That's the main difference. You may be in a romantic relationship with multiple partners and you may have different ties. I know one couple, he um, lives with his girlfriend, but he does have bills and stuff with his other girlfriend. Oh, so that that and I mean, clearly there's a commitment to each side. 
So he shares bills in both households, but he, the majority of his time spent is one of, is in one of the girlfriend's household. So you can absolutely be committed to one more than one person at a time. Swinging, which also is confused with polyamory, is a practice where couples engage in sexual activities with other couples or individuals, often in a group setting. So, I mean, that's where you go to like, the swingers clubs and it's a whole different thing, a ball game, and it's literally solely sex. It's not about anything else. Um, generally, it's done with, with their partners. Single people are invited to swingers club, swingers club as well. I've been to um, a few swingers clubs. There's We have 5150 here, and we also have the Green Door in, here in Vegas. And uh, let me just, I've never participated, but let me just say it is very interesting being in those swingers clubs. There's protection all around. It's not like everybody's just going around having unprotected sex. There is protection all around, but there's all types of swings and gadgets and things that you can explore in swingers clubs. Swinging is typically focused on sexual experiences rather than romantic relationships and partners may have rules and boundaries around um, who they can and can't engage with and how. So it's important to note that these categories are not necessarily mutually exclusive and individuals may practice more than one form of non-monogamy simultaneously. However, understanding the distinctions between these different forms of non-monogamy can help individuals better understand their own desires and needs in relationships. One of the myths is that polyamorous relationships are all about sex. That's not true, not true, not true, not true, not true. While polyamorous relationships can involve sex, that's there are what relationship doesn't there are very few relationships that don't involve sex but the primary focus is about building emotional connections and developing intimate relationships so it's not about just jumping in and out of sex and jumping between different partners you're building um, that's why you have to know yourself to know how many partners you can deal with at a time because since you're building those connections you do have some sort of obligation to to build on that relationship and to build to maintain those connections another myth is that polyamorous relationships are inherently unstable like any relationship polyamorous relationships require communication trust and mutual respect to be successful while some relationships may experience challenges this is not unique to polyamorous relationships all relationships have problems. There's not a relationship in this world that doesn't have problems. Yes, polyamorous relationships do come with its own unique challenges because you're dealing with multiple people at a time. And if you can't deal with that, then that's fine. But if you're mentally capable of handling it, why not? Another myth is that polyamorous relationships are just an excuse to cheat. So cheating involves breaking the agreed upon rules of a relationship without the knowledge or consent of one's partner. Polyamorous relationships, on the other hand, are based on open and honest communication and require the consent of all partners involved. You should not be dating other partners if you're, or having other partners if your partner does not know that you have other partners. That is cheating. Cheating, like cheating, like cheating on a test. That's it. Cheating requires deceit. You're being deceitful. Like that's cheating. If your partner knows about it and your partner's okay with it, then it's not cheating. You're not being deceitful. You're being honest. You're being clear and you're talking about everything that's happening based on what your partner is able to hear. Because sometimes you may also even have a partner who's like, okay, I know you're doing this. I don't want to hear any stories. That might be a thing. Me personally, I like the stories. 
tell me all about it. Let's talk about your girlfriend. Let's talk about what you guys did today. Let's talk about the argument you guys had. Oh, babe, you might have been wrong on that one. Sorry. Like, that's me. But some people don't like that. Some people don't want to know anything about your partner. They're okay with you having other partners, but they just don't want to know about it. They're okay with you spending time with your partners, but they just don't want to know anything about it. Here's one. Polyamorous relationships are not real or valid. This is simply untrue. Polyamorous relationships can be just as real as a monogamous relationship. Um, it can be just as fulfilling. It can be just as valid. Um, it's important to recognize that there are many different ways to love and form relationships. And what works for one person may not work for another. And that is okay. Another thing about, about being monogamous for me, and I, I'm not downing monogamy because I, if that's for you, more power to you. But for me, the reason I, I want my partner to feel free and comfortable to tell me anything. I don't want them to feel like they've broken my heart just because they've been with another woman when I really don't care. I like legit how I give no shit. I don't care how deep and connected me and my partner are. And it's funny because I always make a joke that I've always been polyamorous, which I, I honestly believe innately I was because I've never really cared. I think that the only time that I've ever like had big blowouts with people is when you was lying. I had this one boyfriend, oh my gosh, but he lied all the time. I, I ended up finding out he had more babies mamas than he said he was. And I was young, so I was doing some crazy shit. But I ended up finding out that he had more babies mamas than he said he had. The last time I checked, it was 10. And this was just a couple of years ago because we're, we were friends for a minute. And then I ended up finding out that, uh, that he was sleeping with his roommate and that's the stuff that would have me acting crazy. That's the stuff that would, would have me busting windows. I bust your windows out your car. That's the stuff that would have me doing crazy shit like that. Like the lies and the sneakiness. Me and my youngest son's dad, we dated uh, or we were dealing with each other and he was dealing with someone else outside of me and she didn't like me. I feel like there was, we butt heads there because me and her didn't get along. So that was a whole thing. But I honestly felt like if we would have got along, we could have been, me and him have had seasons before. So why not? I was already dealing with the girl, but I don't know what what that was about. Or I, I don't remember if it was even me, honestly. I could have been a problem. She could have been all for it. I could have been a problem. I don't remember. But I do know that that I've been in a few situations where was, I'm okay with it. I like really don't have a problem with it. And that was the truth. I'd rather be with a partner who's being honest with me at all times and he feels comfortable enough to share with me because a lot of people are not inherently monogamous. They're just monogamous because we're told we're supposed to be monogamous. And so we're just following these rules. But I don't think that that everybody is meant to be monogamous. I'd rather be with somebody who is like, hey, I don't want just one woman. I want multiple women than to be with someone who is lying and cheating behind my back. That's just me. So I don't know how whoever feels that way, whoever else feels that way. And as black people, I'm sorry. I'm sick of us ugh, taking on our colonizers ideology. They're the ones who set that in stone. They're the ones who set that in place. They're the ones who believe that for us. We didn't believe that for ourselves. In Africa, there are many tribes that practice non-monogamous non-monogamy with both polyandry which is the practice of having multiple wives 
or multiple husbands, a woman having multiple husbands, and poly, po, uh, polygyny, which is the practice of having multiple wives. So just make sure you're staying educated, um, you're following my page, um, Decolonizing Love on Instagram. There are a few other pages that I cannot think of off the top of my head for some reason, but make sure you're following and you're reading books. There are The Ethical Slut. There are multiple books and multiple resources out there to find to teach you about polyamory if you're interested in, in becoming polyamorous or if you just want to be our ally. Educate yourself. Don't judge people off of what you think. Learn more about what it is, even if you don't understand it. Open up your mind a little bit. Some of the benefits of polyamory are the increased emotional support. I said, my my very first polyamorous relationship, that's when I saw that, like, that I was receiving more love than I'd ever received in my life. And I just wanted to continue that. I wanted to continue receiving love, even in the ones that I've been in afterwards, like the, the, the emotional, the abundance of emotional support was amazing having multiple partners can provide that increased support and connection because each partner brings their own unique perspective and experiences to the relationship which can lead to a deeper understanding and appreciation for one another so um it also offers more opportunities for personal growth it forces you to face certain things about yourself because you have to communicate about these things or you're going to have problems you're always going to be unhappy just like a monogamous relationship but there's multiple people involved so there's multiple triggers that are going to come out it it does require for you to to increase some of your your growth faster i feel like it's a more rapid growth process it can provide opportunities for self-discovery for you to figure out exactly who you are i do I do suggest that you start on the self-discovery path, self-discovery path prior to becoming polyamorous. But if you are already in it, you are learning that you are having to face some things about yourself that you may or may not like. With multiple partners, individuals may learn more about themselves and their desires, leading to a deeper understanding and acceptance of their own identity. Polyamory will increase your communication skills. Communication is essential in polyamorous relationships because there are so many parts of people involved. So practicing open and honest communication can lead to increased communication skills in other areas of your life. Like when I tell you just talking and talking and talking and expressing your feelings and showing how you feel about this and showing how you feel about that and reflecting on what's going on in your head about certain things and will bring certain things into, into light about you and who you are. And that you have no choice but to communicate in polyamory if you want a healthy relationships or healthy relationships. Um, it also provides for more diverse experiences. So engaging in polyamorous relationships can also provide opportunities for diverse experiences as partners may have different interests and preferences. I think that's awesome. Being able to tap into some of the things that your partners like, like in exploring some of the things that they like. And so it gives you the opportunity to discover more ways, more things that you like. Um, this can lead to a more fulfilling and enriching life. Polyamorous relationships can provide a freedom to explore different relationship styles and dynamics, such as triads, these and hierarchical relationships. This can provide a more personalized and fulfilling relationship experience. Um, one thing that it also provides is my friend pointed out that that he hates when people say this because it just depends on the people in the relationship, which is the truth. It provides greater financial stability, but but 
if you have, as my friend stated, if you have three people who just spend money, then financial stability is probably not what you're going to have. But if you have at least one of you is is good with their money and can and can maintain all of the finances, that does put you guys in a better place and ahead of the game. By exploring the benefits of polyamorous relationships, we can better understand why individuals may choose to engage in them and appreciate the unique opportunities and experiences they provide. Polyamory requires open and honest communication between partners, which can enhance communication skills and promote a deeper level of trust and understanding. Active listening is essential in, in all relationships, but especially polyamorous relationships, as partners need to listen actively to each other's thoughts and feelings and needs. Practicing active listening can lead to greater empathy and understanding between partners. Partners must also negotiate and compromise to ensure that everyone's needs and desires are met. This requires effective communication skills and a willingness to be flexible and understanding. They also require a high level of respect for individual boundaries and autonomy. Partners must communicate their boundaries clearly and respect each other's limits, which can enhance communication skills and promote better empathy and understanding. Um, I cannot stress that respecting your partner's boundaries and setting your own it are like how essential that is in a polyamorous relationship. Um, for you to feel safe and for you to feel heard and for you to feel loved. If you are struggling with boundaries, I suggest that prior to getting into a polyamorous relationship, you can take some time and work on that piece because, I mean, I guess you could work on it in a polyamorous relationship, but if you can do the work prior to getting into a polyamorous relationship, I suggest that that's a thing that you do. Here are some common challenges that can arise in polyamorous relationships because we all know that poly, although communication and all of that is at an all-time high in, polyam in most polyamorous relationships, um, it does not exclude us from the challenges. Jealousy, clearly jealousy will be an issue, right? I always like to say, brother and sister, I have my kids, they're jealous of each other. No one told them to be jealous of each other. No one taught them to be jealous of each other. They just are naturally jealous of each other, right? Oh, jealous is a common challenge in polyamorous relationships as partners may struggle with feelings of insecurity or fear of being re replaced. We're bringing back up communicating and discussing boundaries and addressing the root cause of the jealousy and practicing self-care. Um, that can all help manage jealousy. When you're real with yourself and you're going through your emotions and you're real with your partner, hey, I'm feeling this because this happened and how can we fix this? And if your partner's open to communicating with you and working with you through this, things are going to work out. I can't say that jealousy won't continue to rise, but it, it'll arise less and less and it'll subside more and more. The more you communicate, the more you're open, the safer you feel, because then you know that you're not going to be replaced. It's that simple. Communication breakdowns can, can occur in any relationship, but they can be especially challenging in polyamorous relationships due to the need for ongoing communication and negotiation, especially since it's with multiple people. Setting clear expectations using I statements, I feel, and practicing active listening can help prevent communication breakdown. So this relationship type requires time and energy to maintain which can be challenging to balance with work, family, and other commitments. 
Scheduling time with partners, setting priorities, and practicing self-care can help manage time management issues. I know for me in particular, this is another reason why I am unable to, to partake in a polyamorous relationship at the moment, especially with the podcast, because I don't have time. I don't have time to set aside for people. I don't have time. I barely have time to set aside for myself. I do have my self-care moments, but it's hard to squeeze those in. So I'm not in a space where I can share my time with people right now. So the single life is for me. It's just keeping communication, even like creating a calendar and that's visible for all, well, all your partners share and setting specific time aside for each individual partner. And if you don't have the capacity to take on more partners, don't take on more partners. Polyamorous relationships may also face societal stigma or discrimination, which can be challenging for partners to navigate. Building a supportive community like your local polyamorous community near you, practicing self-acceptance and advocating for polyamory can help manage these challenges. Um, a lot of these relationships may involve power dynamics that can be challenging to navigate. Recognizing and addressing these dynamics Practicing consent and negotiation and prioritizing equality and respect can help manage these challenges. By discussing the common challenges that can arise in polyamorous relationships, we can better understand the unique challenges and opportunities that come with this relationship style and develop strategies for managing these challenges. Again, it's very important that you are taking care of yourself in a polyamorous relationship because these can get a bit overwhelming because you're dealing with so many energies at once. Practicing self-awareness, establishing clear boundaries, fostering open and honest communication is that's very important. Developing coping strategies, dealing with challenges such as jealousy, communication breakdowns, and time management issues can be stressful, and it's important to develop healthy coping strategies. This may include self-care practices, seeking support from a coach or community, or engaging in activities that bring you joy. Make sure you're also practicing patience and flexibility um, as well. By discussing and implementing these strategies, we can better navigate the challenges of polyamorous relationships and build healthy and fulfilling relationships with ourselves and our partners. So it's important to seek out resources and support, including counseling and community-based resources if you are exploring polyamory. Um, so accessing coaching or counseling um, is great. I do offer coaching for navigating the challenges of polyamorous relationships. A coach can provide objective feedback, help you identify and address underlying issues, and provide tools for improving communication and managing emotions. Community-based resources such as polyamorous support groups and online forums can be an excellent source of, of support and guidance for those exploring polyamory. These resources can provide a safe space to discuss challenges and receive feedback and support from others with similar experiences. I will have um, some resources in the show notes, so make sure if you need polyamorous resources, you tap into that. I cannot stress enough about how important it is to educate yourself on, in polyamory before entering into a polyamorous relationship, like doing the actual resource research that it takes to explore this lifestyle. Educating yourself about polyamory and non-monogamy can help you better understand the challenges and opportunities of polyamorous relationships. 
don't go into these relationships thinking that you're not going to have any problem because you knew what you were getting into. You're going to have problems. Problems are going to arise. Problems will arise in any relationship. But it's important that you educate yourself about the types of problems that are going to arise and the ways that you can navigate those problems. There are many books, articles, and online resources available that provide information and guidance on navigating polyamorous relationships. Also, surround yourself with friends and family who are supportive of your lifestyle. That can help you navigate the challenges of polyamory. Having a network of people who understand and respect your relationships can provide emotional support and validation. You're going to need it. By seeking out these resources and support, we can build a stronger foundation for our polyamorous relationships and navigate challenges with greater confidence and resilience. And not to mention, build this community up. We're trying to build community here, people. Make sure you're doing the work that it takes and, and you're, you're putting it, doing your due diligence to build community as well. Here are some things to take into consideration if you are already in a polyamorous relationship or if you are thinking about entering a polyamorous relationship, establishing a relationship agreement. They often involve a range of agreements that define the boundaries, ex expectations, and obligations of each partner. These agreements may cover topics such as a sexual health, time management, and emotional support. Um, I was speaking to um, my friends at um, Decolonizing Love, and they talked about how they have a written contract. Um, and that could be, it, it could be um, changed at any time with the consent of both partners. But just, just to have a clear outline of what you guys are expecting from each other. Um, also, practicing safe sex is very important. Um, when you're involved with multiple partners, that can increase the risk of sexually transmitted diseases um, and infections. Practicing safe sex is crucial for protecting yourself from STIs and STDs. This can include using condoms, um, regular checkups, and disclosing your sexual history with your partners. Balancing multiple partners and relationships can be challenging and requires careful time management and communication. It is important to consider how much time and resources you have available to devote to each relationship and to communicate your needs and expectations clearly with your partner. Another another thing that's important is addressing financial considerations. You may have shared living spaces or shared financial arrangements and other practical considerations to take into mind. It is important to discuss these matters with your partner and establish clear arrangements that work for everyone involved. By considering these practical considerations and establishing clear agreements and expectations, we can create a strong foundation for our polyamorous relationships and ensure that everyone involved is on the same page. Again, guys, communicate boundaries, communicate boundaries, communicate boundaries, communicate boundaries, self-love, 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 self-care, self-love, self-care, self-love, self-care. <laughs> I cannot stress those points enough. Thank you so much for joining us for this informative episode of the Unapologetic Love Podcast. Today, we dove deep into the world of polyamorous relationships, exploring what they are, the different types, and the benefits and challenges of practicing polyamory. We also address common myths and stereotypes and discuss strategies for navigating challenges that may arise in polyamorous relationships. If you're interested in learning more about polyamory, we encourage you to continue the conversation and seek out resources and support. Don't be afraid to reach out to a, a coach or join a community-based group to connect with others who are also exploring non-traditional relationships. And if you have a story or a question about polyamory, we invite you to submit to the podcast or my Instagram page. We would love to hear from you and continue this important conversation. Remember, 
Self-love is a journey and exploring new ways of loving and connecting with others can be a beautiful and transformative part of that journey. So keep embracing your truest self and stay unapologetic. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with anyone who may benefit from it. Until next time, stay unapologetically you.